Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Happy Hour. It's pretty different from all my previous episodes and I'm excited to share just from my experiences. But before I get into it, I wanted to introduce the sponsor of today's show. The show is brought to you by Cash App. You already know the number one finance app in the App Store. If you don't already have it, it's a free app that makes it super easy to instantly send money to your friends or whoever you owe. If you need to pay someone back, Cash App is the app to use. I always use it after group dinners or if someone pays for my coffee, but obviously there are so many reasons you would use Cash App. Actually, Brooke was just telling me today that her friend Kenzie sent her money on Cash App from coffee that Brooke paid for. So, Cash App also comes with a cash card. It's a free debit card linked to your Cash App account that comes with Boost, which I know I've talked about before, but they're literally like instant rewards for shopping at places you already love and shop at. So, you'll get discounts at places like Whole Foods, Target, and way more. It's literally the same as having credit card perks, which is so nice. And also, the best thing about Cash App is that I get to support one of my favorite organizations, the Jimmy Fund. You guys can help me support them too, which is the best part of all of this. When you sign up for Cash App and use my promo code HAPPYHOUR, all caps, one word, you will instantly receive $10. And Cash App will also donate $10 to the Jimmy Fund, which if you didn't know, it's a charity that raises money for adult and pediatric cancer care and research to improve the chances of survival for these patients. So if you haven't downloaded Cash App in the past, this is a time, you guys, I hope you'll consider downloading Cash App and using my promo code since we can fundraise so much money for the Jimmy Fund together. You'll get $10 to you, like I said, and $10 towards defeating cancer, which I'm just so happy we get to help again use a promo code happy hour when you download cash app from the app store today and now getting into the episode like i said you guys i just want to say this first and foremost that i know this is different than episodes i've recorded in the past but pretty much the idea for this episode just comes from me brainstorming i actually have a list in like a podcast note on my phone and my computer that just says podcast ideas and i think there's like a hundred you guys literally that i brainstormed and this was just one of them and i was thinking like kind of random like coming out of nowhere but this could just be fun to talk about this week. I think it's interesting if you're into this kind of stuff and if you're not, you don't have to listen. I feel like kind of nervous to talk about it just because I know luxury items um, are something that I don't even know how to say it. Like I guess could be kind of controversial and people are just very like opinionated and some people are so against, you know, really expensive like handbags or shoes and then some people really love them. And like for me, I feel like growing up, it was always something that like I aspired to be able to have like these bags and shoes that I always saw and thought were so beautiful but yeah I know it can get kind of tricky tricky so if you and this just isn't your cup of tea don't feel like you have to listen you can listen to my previous episodes or upcoming ones I don't know I just bottom line wanted to say that I find myself pretty down to earth and grounded and I'm sure you guys would know that if you watch my YouTube videos and I'm really not into like materialism as much as you think that I may be um I feel like I've just kind of strayed from that over the years and just growing up because yeah I just think that less is more with how much you own especially it helps you keep like a clean environment etc you know what I mean but 
The reason I'm doing this, however, just from all my luxury purchases over the years, there are some that I really live by and feel like I could not live without and they're such amazing quality, they're so beautiful and timeless and I love them and they just bring me a lot of joy so I think that that's okay if you have luxury items that you really love, I think that's okay and there doesn't need to be such a negative stigma around it sometimes. It's so interesting how different luxury is in different cultures. I remember um, one of the first couple times, or I guess during the first couple trips over to Europe, why am I like phrasing this so weird? My first couple of trips to Europe, like when I went to Paris, London, whatever, I feel like luxury is just looked at in such a different way. It's kind of a more positive thing, whereas... I don't know why in America I feel like in society it can seem as like bragging or showing off, um, which I find myself thinking that and it makes me nervous to wear certain bags or certain shoes places, which like it shouldn't be that way. They're just items that I really, really love and worked really hard and saved up my money to be able to buy kind of thing. So it's just interesting how people think of it and I'm sure from all of you listening right now, some of you are you know the one side of it where you're like oh I don't know if I would ever want to like wear a luxury bag or shoes or something people would judge me or there's so much like yeah I guess stigma around it and then other people are probably like oh no like I love Louis Vuitton bags and designer heels and stuff so I don't know I just think it's interesting I feel like I think about it a lot too just like items in the luxury space since I took a luxury marketing class in BU at why am I speaking so weird at BU? I think it was my junior year or no, was it fall of my senior year that I took it? Anyway, it was like the most interesting class. We talked about just like luxury branding, marketing for all sorts of categories like hotels, bags, um, even like what was this one woman blogger how you can really just position yourself and like only work with luxury brands and that's kind of like your thing um which I would not say that's my thing at all especially if you guys know me I feel like I'm just very like I said down to earth and I just feel like a normal 22 year old girl you know what I'm saying so luxury isn't something that's like a huge part of my life I would say I'm not like only wearing and owning luxury items just the few pieces that I do have are really like special to me most of them at least so this is why I'm just going to tell you about the luxury purses that I personally feel were worth it did I just say purses the luxury purchases that I feel like were worth it um because I just thought this could be helpful for you guys if you're interested in it and I feel like I've learned from buying things kind of more spontaneously or things that I just yeah I guess didn't look into enough and then I don't really like them and don't wear them or use them as much but then there's some things that like I said are like I use every day and they're my favorite ever so I compiled this list it took me a while like maybe two or three hours just to make sure that I got like all the info down for you guys so I really hope that this is helpful. Sorry, this is such a long like explanation of why I'm doing this in the beginning. Can we agree that I'm allowed to talk about luxury things that were worth it? Is that okay? Um, I listened to a while ago. I haven't been listening to podcasts recently. I need to get back on it because they make me so happy and I enjoy them. They're so fun. But um, I listened to a Skinny Confidential episode a while ago and why didn't I remember her name for a second? Lauren is her name. And she... What did she say in her podcast? I really like the phrase. Oh, she basically was like, take what you like, leave what you don't like. So take what you like and just leave what you don't like. Is that allowed? Is that okay? 
Okay, before we get into all the luxury purchases that I feel were worth it and that I would recommend to you guys and I can we can just chat about it a little bit, I just wanted to like catch up for a sec. I thought that could be fun and you guys know I always talk about what I'm happy about right now. I'm like a little happy quote. But first, let's just go over... I guess my future plans Let's for, for like the next year, if you care about this, if you don't and you just want to hear about the luxury stuff, maybe just like fast forward a little bit, but I thought this could be helpful and especially just where I'm at right now. I was just like posting on Instagram in Pennsylvania with Max, you know, on my Instagram caption being like future city that I'm going to live in or how did I phrase it? Future neighborhood. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Like, what did I miss? Like, is she moving there? And I feel like I've kind of mentioned it here and there on podcasts and Yesterday, I filmed like a part of a vlog just talking all about it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about my future plans. So, if you don't know, my boyfriend Max lives in Pennsylvania. He plays hockey for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and he signed for the next season as well, which again, you never really, I've said this before, but you never really know with like the hockey life, they could get traded like at any time. It's so scary, but like roughly we know that we'll be there next year. So we'll get an apartment in Allentown or like nearby, wherever it is. I never know to say like Lehigh Valley or Allentown. I think Lehigh Valley is like the area, um, but then Allentown is like the town. Anyway, so that's where we're going to be for hockey season. So I'm going to move there in September with him. We'll get an apartment, but yeah, hockey season's only like eight months, so we'll be there through April. You guys, I literally just stopped because I was getting nervous, and I wasn't even talking about the luxury items yet. I was talking about my future plans, um, but in the back of my head, I was thinking about how I was about to talk about all the luxury things, and I just get like nervous talking about it. I don't know why, and I need to just chill and get over it because you guys know, like, it's all coming from a good place. Like, I'm not, obviously, this is a good thing to say, I'm not obviously trying to brag or anything. It's just, like, stuff that I really enjoy, and I feel like I've worked really hard to acquire. Um, But anyway, (laughs) back to my future plans. I was talking about living in Allentown with Max and yeah, after that, I guess we will see where we are in April of 2021. I was saying that in the vlog little segment that I was filming yesterday that like, I don't know that far, but I know that next hockey season we'll be living together and I'm just so happy that I'm able to do that and that I work, you know, remotely essentially because, um, like why be long distance if we don't have to be and, you know, being in a long distance relationship for this hockey season, I feel like was a really good idea just because it was his first season of playing professional hockey and he could get used to it and you know like feel it out kind of on his own instead of having me there with him like make friends kind of like settle in like I feel like it was just a good decision overall and then for me to just stay in Boston and work on being independent and it honestly feels like my home here this really feels like my community and like a really comfortable environment just since I've been here for like five years now and I have so many friends here and everything so long distance really did make sense for this past year but I'm also at the point like nothing is really keeping me in Boston and um there's someone really special and important over in Pennsylvania so it's like why wouldn't I go live there with him and you guys saw we were looking at apartments and stuff so that is coming in September but until then I guess backtrack a little bit um I know I've talked about this in podcasts so I'll just say it again really quick but our lease is up like mid end of June Taylor I haven't talked about this in the podcast I have my videos though, Taylor is going to be moving in with her 
boyfriend, which is so exciting. We're both like growing up and moving in with the boyfriends, but (laughs) well, we're like so young, but no, um, I'm so excited for them and I know it's weird that I'm like mentioning her living situation, but I know probably a lot of you are curious just because she's like my best friend and roommate here. So I'm not like leaving her stranded. We're both just like moving in with our respective others. You know what I'm saying? So that's what she's doing in June. She's staying in Boston. She works here and yeah, he works here. It just makes sense for them to be here. If it was up to me, me and Max would still live here because I love it here so much, but obviously he's playing hockey. So that's why we're going to go live in Pennsylvania. And then for the summer, me and Max are going to split it between Cape Cod and Albany because he's from Cape Cod. I'm from Albany. So yeah, that is pretty much future plans. Um, also, I thought it would be funny to mention you guys, just like keep you up to date. Just like I like talking about just like current things that are going on right now in my podcast because um, it just feels like I'm chatting with a friend about like stuff that's going on right now because that's what you do with your friends, you know? Anyway, so was it yesterday at SoulCycle or two days ago now? It was two days ago. So two days ago at SoulCycle, you guys, I talk about it in my video, in my in my vlog, but um. <laughs> Why am I being so weird in this podcast? I'm like overthinking everything. I'm like, why did I just say that? That was weird. Like I need to, st- I need to just like talk to you guys. Like I talked to my friends. Anyway, two days ago, Soul Cycle. I, long story short, just think it was mainly from extreme like dehydration and just not taking care of myself. And I grew up um, getting lightheaded quite frequently. I think just from like growing really quickly, maybe not eating enough, like in the morning before school and we would like run the mile and then I would stand up on the risers in choir and literally pass out (laughs) everyone and like faint on, on someone and faint in the hallways and stuff. It was so bad. I used to pass out all the time and I remember getting blood work and then being like, is she okay? And everything was good. They were just like, you're growing, you're a growing teenager, eat more. So I feel like I'm very familiar with feeling lightheaded and what it feels like when you're about to pass out. So it's happened to me a couple times in SoulCycle where I feel lightheaded, but most of the time when I feel lightheaded, it's during weights. It's always during the weights because you're like spinning really quick and then you stop and your legs kind of lock up and then you're doing weights like over your head and it's just like, whoa, like all the blood like drains from your head and I'm like, hang on, I need to hang on for a second, <laughs> like chill, like I need to rest for like a sec. And I'll usually just put my weights down, put my head down on my handlebars and I like pedal my legs and I'm kind of okay and I can handle the last two songs and I'm like oh Gretchen you you know were dehydrated didn't take care of yourself enough I'll like chug a Gatorade everything's good but once one time um I think I talked about this on YouTube if you followed me back in the day was it like two or three summers ago now um maybe three I don't even know when I was living in New York and I was just like really stupid it was like everything dumb happening at once and I had taken a red eye and flights obviously dehydrate you two days ago it was like coming off a flight the night before so I think I was dehydrated from that and I just had like a sip of water all day but this one in specific in New York City I was coming off a red eye from San Francisco and I was like I feel great I can go hop into a soul cycle class didn't sleep a wink didn't eat didn't drink any water and I just like jump right into a soul cycle class like a big dummy and I tried to get up during the wait because I felt so sick and I literally fainted in front of the entire class and so as you can imagine, two days ago, me all of a sudden feeling really lightheaded. I like put down my weights, kind of put my head down on the handlebars. And I'm like, oh boy, like (laughs) this isn't good. And I'm like, hopefully I feel better and I can, you know, finish the last two songs. But I was like, wow, I'm feeling a lot worse. My ears were ringing. My vision was blurred. I'm like, here we go. (laughs) Like it's happening again. And so 
um, luckily I really know this soul instructor pretty well, Maddie, and so she comes over and she's like, oh my gosh, like, do you, she was just being really sweet, she's like, do you want to go, like, yeah, so she, like, half carries me out of there, because I was so scared of trying to get up and walk out on my own and, like, passing out in front of everyone again and just doing what I did in New York, so she helped me out, she was amazing, the soul staff was so sweet, they literally were, like, pouring water on me and giving me water and, um, had, like, a cold, towel on me and we're just being so sweet and yeah I just put my head down between my knees and then I ultimately ended up just fully lying down on a bench and being horizontal and I was like I just need a minute and I started to feel really nauseous and I was just like oh god but um pro tip if you ever feel lightheaded or you faint or you're you know one of those situations Whenever I would faint in the past, I've, like, learned through trial and error afterwards. Like, drinking water is obviously so good, juice, everything like that. But my favorite thing, this is my pro tip, is a cold orange. If you can get your hands on a cold orange, you are going to feel, like, a million bucks a lot sooner. And after you feel really lightheaded or you almost pass out, like, my situation, um, I always get, like, a pounding headache and you just feel, like, shaky and so drained and you just, like, need to rest. So I literally feel like it was a blessing from I don't know who probably my dad because you guys know that my dad passed away so I just feel like he is like my little guardian angel up there wow I'm gonna like cry (laughs) Gretchen (laughs) not the time but um I honestly think that I didn't even make the connection you guys are gonna think I'm so crazy if you like (laughs) I don't know don't know me in my situation, but I saw so many DMs from you guys because I posted a story of my orange after I had like nearly passed out at Soul Cycle, and I posted a picture of my orange, and I was like, this is so weird. I never, I honestly never bring oranges with me anywhere. Like, I never have them floating around in my bag, but that morning, I just threw it in my bag, and I was like, oh, in case I want it later, and like, I was never gonna eat it, but it was just in my bag, and then it was almost like subconsciously I knew that I was going to need it at Soul Cycle because I'm like eating my orange and I'm like, wow, thank God I had this orange in my bag. Like I just feel like it's so weird how the world works. And so many of you guys replied to my story being like, it was your dad, like looking out for you. Like that was like your subconscious this morning, like making you like put it in your bag. So I don't know. Isn't that weird how the world works? But I'm okay. I just drink a bunch of water and a bunch of Pedialyte and I've been on myself. I literally, can you hear it right here? I bet you can hear it from the metal. (laughs) My hydro flask just took a, a sip for the occasion. I've been making myself fill up like three of those a day and drink them and drinking my Pedialyte and eating my oranges and making sure I'm eating enough, fueling myself with like the correct foods, eating healthy, cause I know whenever I travel or if I'm with Max, we like enable each other and just overeat and eat, you know, the heart shaped box of chocolates. And I'm like, Gretchen, why do you think like you're gonna feel okay after eating the heart shaped box of chocolates all day? Like I literally, I think it was a day after Valentine's Day, that's like all I ate all day and like a cinnamon bun. And I'm like, no wonder you feel like crap because the only thing you've literally ate today is sugar. Like I need to just, you know, like take some responsibility sometimes. So I've been really good ever since my soul incident and just like eating really healthy and enough and drinking my water. This is just a reminder to you all. But I thought that could just be like, something funny to share um but yeah as you can tell I've been visiting Max constantly and I'm sure some of you are like so over it and I do see like the one out of the hundred um comments that I get sometimes that are negative and are like ah we're over this and you showing Max in like every video and like you're annoying and whatever and I get it I'm sure if I 
was watching my videos as a viewer and all I saw was me being like mushy with my boyfriend I'd be like okay I'm over this I'm annoyed so I do get it and that's why I try to not just make every video about him even though I'm sure it could seem that way at times and especially if I'm with him like I want to just film my life so that is my life with him and I just think he's the best and really funny and entertaining anyway so it's fun putting him on the vlog and just hearing what comes out of his mouth but um yeah I just feel really lucky and blessed like I feel like I always say in every podcast that I have the freedom and ability at my age and in my financial situation in my work situation that I'm able to visit him so much and especially like I was saying my future plans that I'm able to go move there and live with him because I'm just so excited and he just makes life a little bit better every day just being with him so yeah but one thing that I do need to be on top of when I'm visiting him all the time I'm literally going a week from today as I'm recording this um So from when you're listening, six days. Um, Yeah, I need to just be on top of things and make sure I'm drinking enough water and taking care of myself because after a week of, you know, not eating as healthy and maybe flying home and having like one sip of water, passing out and school cycle happens. So yeah, I'm just gonna keep that mantra for my travel, a healthy travel, taking care of myself, sleeping enough, eating enough, drinking enough water. That's my mantra. That should be your guys too. And the last thing I wanted to mention, which I thought would be fun. Another big reason I'm really excited to live with Max is that we are going to get a puppy. I know we've talked about the puppy so many times. You guys know we want to get a golden retriever puppy. It is going to happen this summer. Not exactly sure how or when but it's going to happen and I wanted to tell you guys because I don't think we've said it yet but I'm like 99% sure that we've picked out a name that we are like pretty sure on so I just like cannot wait I wish you could see me right now like my face is smiling so big like I get so excited talking about him it's funny because he's you know probably not even conceived yet but I'm just so excited for my future puppy and just like lifelong friend well I guess not lifelong oh my gosh this is getting too sad but you know what I mean like a very long term like BFF and just companion like I can't wait and I'm just so happy about wanting a puppy but specifically I feel like I've really realized that I'm just so ready like the position that I'm in in life I just feel really responsible enough to take care of one and I'm just so ready to like have someone it's funny someone like a like a dog that I can just care for and I just feel like it's going to be the most like fulfilling rewarding thing and I just can't wait to go run with him outside and play with him and snuggle with him like I literally can't wait and I feel like that's just going to be something that's so fun for me and Max to add on to our little family (laughs) but yeah I just wanted to talk about that quickly so I guess that's what I'm happy about right now is just I'm happy about wanting a puppy and knowing that I can take care of one and I'm happy that I again am in the position that I can take care of one and you know like financially take care of it and pay for him to go to the vet and food and all his toys and a bed and all the important things like that so yeah I'm just like really happy about that and really excited for what's to come but that made me think you guys so you guys know how when I always talk about a quote like a happy quote I feel like 
sometimes I just talk about ideas and what I'm thinking of right now for a happy quote I don't know if it's like a happy quote but just a quote or idea like a phrase I feel like I hear a lot is when you know you know and I feel like right now I know that I'm ready for a puppy so I feel like I can apply it to that but also I feel like talking with um, just friends recently like in the past week especially whenever anyone talks to me about boys or girls or any like romantic you know relationship um, whenever I hear my friends or people just talk about it being difficult and trying to like force it or yeah that kind of thing I just think that when you know you know and it's not going to be that difficult and it's going to be easy because it's how it's supposed to be and I just feel like when you know you have like the right person in your life or when you know you are living in the right place or in the right job when you know you know you know I always say that because I just feel like deep down you know that you're like truly happy and feeling good about something I don't know how to describe it but I just thought that was good and could apply to right now and maybe it even applies to what we're finally about to talk about luxury purchases that were worth it that when you know a bag or <laughs> now we're turning to materialism now but when you know that a bag or a pair of shoes or whatever it may be when you know that it's just going to like make you that much happier and bring you that much more joy and just be like a little light in your life you know so a lot of these favorite things are things that I really thought out for a while or just could not stop thinking about for like weeks or months and I just knew that I needed to have them and that for example, these shoes would look so beautiful on me and just make me feel like a queen. Like, I feel like those instances, luxury just has, that's where luxury has its place in just making you feel like so happy and they're just like items or whatever it is that honestly tie you to like non-materialistic things. I think I write this down later with most of my things I have purchased maybe on um, vacation or like traveling places and they really tie me to that experience and I feel like that's something that's really priceless and they just mean a lot to me so let's just get into it right so I have a couple different categories of uh, luxury I guess if you will and we are just gonna go through it I apologize in advance if this episode is shorter than normal I don't know how long I can like describe each item but maybe it'll end up being a while I guess we'll see so the first category I have is travel and you might be thinking Gretchen like what do you mean like luxury travel and all I really have for this is you can probably guess by me my me saying travel is like first class um travel or like flying first class on a plane and more specifically when I think these are luxury purchases that are definitely worth it is when you can get like a Delta One situation or JetBlue Mint or what is it called in American? I've done the American one too where basically it's like the long haul flights and you have to make sure ahead of time that they're the seats that lie completely flat. That is when I think that they are a luxury purchase that is very worth it and they can be very pricey okay they can be very pricey depending um but also you can find good deals depending on the situation so I thought that this would be good to include because this is just like a little life hack that I go by you guys know there's like a little bougie side of me that's really popping off right now in this episode but 
yeah, I think first class, like flying first class overall is a really nice thing if you can do it but for me personally I'll pretty much only upgrade to first class if it's like a long flight because like whenever I'm flying to Philly to visit Max no I don't book first class if I randomly get bumped up because of like status or whatever cool but I will not just pay more because it's like an hour long flight like to me not worth it maybe it is to you I don't know but for me what's worth it is like the really over five hours, like the six hour flight, seven, eight, nine, ten, those are the ones that I'm like, okay, I feel like it's worth it to have these really bougie seats that turn into a bed because for me, I guess it's just like a personal preference thing, but I feel like I cannot sleep unless I'm horizontal. Like maybe if you gave me certain like sleeping medications to like knock me out, I don't know, maybe I should try it, but that sounds really like bougie, but I feel like I literally just cannot get any rest unless I'm horizontal. So I've tried on the red eyes back from San Francisco, like I said, before this whole cycle class, and I cannot sleep if I'm sitting upright. Like I just can't do it. So that's when I've realized that on some of these planes, if you can get the lie flat seats, it's literally like life changing. And I just knock right out and you wake up and you're landing and you just slept for like six hours and it's amazing. Um, so it's funny. You literally are just like putting a price tag on like a good night's sleep like I guess like how worth it is it to you I don't know um but oh what I wanted to make sure I said you guys is to make sure that this we're really getting detailed here but like take notes if this is like important to you so how I make sure that they're the correct seats that I'm gonna want they're like what I'm expecting like come with a little pillow and the blankie and I'm gonna be able to crank that thing back into a bed um some of the websites will tell you like I'm pretty sure Delta One and JetBlue Mint are always that way just on like the bigger planes and that's just like how their first class is but how you can tell is there's a website called Seat Guru I'm pretty sure Seat Guru yeah something like that I'm pretty sure um why am I like second guessing myself right now I'm like 99% sure it's called Seat Guru because I've done it before and you go on Seat Guru and you just put in your airline and then the flight number and it's going to tell you that specific type of plane um how all the seats are and if you can click on any seat in like any cabin it will describe to you like this is like 180 degrees like lie flat seat and you're like okay gucci or it'll just say like a little recline in the first class and you're like oh that's not even like what i want why would i pay for that but i guess it really just depends on preference i think normal first class where the seats don't lie all the way back are still really nice because you have like a bigger comfier seat more room like better food everything like that so I think it's very like a personal preference thing but yeah I think I just cannot regret any of my luxury purchases that are the beds on the planes because if I'm being honest they are just like so amazing and when I've taken them before like examples I can tell you is coming back from Coachella the first time with Maggie see that was a perfect example of it not being that much at all like somehow I think the prices of these seats really fluctuate but oh wow I'm gonna say how much it was because in my mind I'm like oh it's not that much at all no it's a lot of money but it's not that much for how much they typically are, if that makes sense. So I think we were able to each pay $500 to upgrade to these lie flat seats coming home. And it was just like really, really worth it in my opinion. But sometimes it can be a lot more than that or it could even be like thousands, like one way or 
or round trip and I just like won't do it no matter how much I want to so it really just depends if it's only like a couple hundred sometimes it's worth it to me but honestly I've also done like a six hour flight from like LAX back to Boston and if it's during the day I don't want the lie flat seat anyway because I want to like stay awake during the day if that makes sense so I usually will just do it if it's like a red eye or something like that but yeah I think Boston to LAX is typically when I've done it the most, just like literally across the country or like San Francisco, anything like that. I think coming back from Aruba, I did it once because it wasn't too much money and that's probably like a four hour flight back to Boston. Um, normally I just do it on longer ones. And honestly, you guys, the time that it was probably the most worth it, it was an American flight that me and Maggie and Emma took. I think the first time we went to Hawaii and it was maybe, oh gosh, how long was it? Maybe eight hours from Texas to Hawaii. And we had like the lie flat seats on this like massive new, um, just American plane. And it was really worth it. And I would so recommend because the time change and everything, like it was so crazy. So for me explaining all of this, um, what I really just want you to know is that I think the lie flat seats are worth it for long travel and that's when I would recommend that luxury. Alright, moving on. Hotels. I really only wrote down two hotels, you guys. Um, I probably could have thought of more, but I feel like now I don't even stay in hotels that much. Uh, yeah. Like, whenever I visit Max, obviously I'm not or visiting any friends, I'm not staying in hotels or... Sometimes when you travel now, you do the Airbnb. So anyway, my two favorite hotels are number one, the Monarch Beach Resort in Laguna. And I just love this place so much. It's so amazing. I randomly stayed here two summers ago now with like Maggie and Emma and Arlen and Louisa and Natalie. And we had so much fun. And I remember, I think I just found it on like a hotel website where there's like a bunch of hotels listed. And I was like, oh, this one looks nice. And like, we luckily found a time where it wasn't that expensive. And normally it's really expensive because it's definitely a luxury hotel. And this hotel is just like perfect and amazing. I've stayed there twice now because I went with Max in September. Did we go in September? I don't even remember. But it was so fun like oh, this place is just the best you guys if you well just Laguna Beach in general is very beautiful I think specifically the Monarch Beach Resort is in this area called Dana Point and oh my gosh it's just like heaven there I just can't even describe it it's so perfect all the amenities obviously are so amazing it's kind of set back from the beach a little bit but you just have the best view um like I want to say it's behind the Ritz Carlton but you have the best pool and hot tub and just like the way it's set up if you guys want to look up picture of the monarch beach resort in laguna you'll see how pretty it is and it's just like one of my favorite places it's so relaxing there's amazing rooms like they're so beautiful and so cozy and the best food etc and then my second hotel that i think is worth it just these two places I feel like in specific I'm, if i'm traveling i'm gonna like ball out and stay here because they are just like that worth it to me is the one hotel at South Beach. So this is in Miami. And I actually haven't stayed, have I? I don't think I've stayed at any other one hotel, but I know there's one in New York, there's one in LA, um, there's probably several others. But guys, the one hotel is so beautiful, so beautiful. And what I was about to say, I was mixing it up with beautiful, is 
probably number one is the smell. I know that sounds weird, but me and Max are obsessed with the way that the One Hotel smells, and I know we're not alone in this. I know my friend Natalie agrees. I know so many people are just obsessed with the way the One Hotel smells. It smells so good. It's like kind of, I think if you look it up, it's like a eucalyptus. I don't even know, but um, basically if you guys saw the vlog of Max's birthday, I surprised him with this Bath and Body Works candle that we are so obsessed with because it smells like the One Hotel. Like that's how much we love the One and in case you're wondering the scent of this bath and body works candle it's called white birch and citrus and no you can't buy it anymore we've checked it's like discontinued everywhere so the only way i can buy it is when i find it on amazon amazon or ebay marked up to like 60 bucks which is crazy because normally they're like what bath and body works i don't know 25 so sorry i'm going on a tangent but we just love the one hotel well i was gonna say especially the one in south beach but i guess I've only stayed at the one in South Beach, but it's just so amazing. I love it there. It's so beautiful. Like, when you walk into the lobby, that's, like, how I want my home to look like. It's so, like, it basically just looks like Restoration Hardware. Um, it's so cozy and, like, neutral, and there's, like, green plants, and I don't know. It's just so calming and zen like I love it in there the gym is insane it's massive there's so many different types of food and like restaurants there the rooftop um has a pool and a bar and the food there is so good they have really good sushi they have really good burgers like anything you can get is gonna be really good do they have an acai oh my gosh in the lobby um this little like cafe place best acai bowls so good I want to say there's three different pools overall like it's just the best oh also random side note they have teslas as their like club cars if you stay there wow i'm feeling really bougie just like talking about all of this on this episode but i guess that's the purpose of it so if you're still listening i guess you're interested in it but yeah their tesla club cars um that like bring you around south beach like what like it's so cool it's very amazing i think the last time i stayed there with max and we went in the teslas and they were like bringing us to our restaurants or whatever I think that was the first time I went in a Model X, the big one. That's like, it's like the big ones, like the SUV type that they have. And I was like, wow, I'm just like so impressed. Love this car, love this place. And yeah, I just feel like everything about the one is very like thought out and thoughtful. And I just love that place. It's the best. Okay, Moving on, next category is bags. So I'm sure this is what you think of when you think of luxury. I immediately think of like shoes, bags, I guess clothes, stuff like that. So a lot of the ones I have to talk about are Louis Vuitton, which is interesting to me because I didn't know that they were like my favorite, but maybe they are if those are all the ones that like stick out to me. So this is where I hope this is helpful. Um, The first bag that I think was very worth it is my Louis Vuitton Keep All Duffel because I use it all the time for travel. I think it's very timeless and very pretty like I love the style of it it's big too so it's very functional obviously it holds so much and I wanted to tell you guys in case you're interested in it the different sizes are 45 50 and 55 wow I'm realizing I don't even know if that's like in inches or what that even means but anyway I obviously know that the 45 is like the smallest the 55 is the biggest and I want to say that I have the 55 I'm pretty sure because Sorry, I'm yawning. I'm not editing this. I'm already I'm already warning you. No, I edit my podcast a little bit, but only if it's like a massive like 
mess up. Do you know what I'm saying? But if there's like a yawn, you're just getting the real me. Okay, back to what I was saying. The 45, 50, and the 55. So the 45, I looked up the prices for you guys. Um, this is where I'm feeling like kind of uncomfortable and extra bougie, but I want this to be helpful. So I'm just going to tell you. And like, this is a part of the reasoning of why I think the biggest one is the best deal because the smallest one is $1,880 then the medium one is $1,900 so that's only oh yeah so that's only $20 more (laughs) am I okay why can't I do math right now and then the 55 is $1,920 so that's only $20 more than the medium one so overall the biggest one with the most amount of space is only like a $40 difference from the smallest one so I think I have the biggest one and I would recommend that um And I definitely think that you need the big strap that you can hold it like over your shoulder or crossbody, however you do it, because I know there's an option that you can buy the duffels without the big strap, but then you'd only have the small little straps. And I feel like that's just not good for like travel. If you're going to be like holding it in the airport or whatever, um, I'm pretty sure your arm would hurt. So you're going to want the big strap, but I did write down in case you think this is helpful that the one If you buy it without the big strap, I think this is the biggest one. Oh, frick. Is this the price for the biggest one or the smallest one? I don't know. I think it's the biggest one. Without the strap is $1,540. So, obviously, it's going to, like, save you a lot of money, but you need the big strap. Oh, honestly, life hack. Maybe you could do that and then just buy a big strap from, like, somewhere else or, like, take a big strap from one of your other luggage pieces and then you could, like, save, like, 400 bucks. I don't know. I'd be interested to know. But anyway, I love the Louis Vuitton Keep All Duffel. Definitely think it's worth it. And then the next bag I have to share with you guys is the Louis Vuitton Neverfull. And I feel like both of these bags are just very iconic and timeless. And I feel like it's their iconic wow Gretchen stop yawning I don't know I'm like falling asleep over here I feel like it's their like iconic pieces and the Neverfull MM is 13 I like don't know how to why am I having trouble saying the prices the MM is $1,390 and then the GM is $1,470 and I honestly can't remember if mine is the 1390 or the 1470 like which size it is if it's the bigger or the smaller of the two um I almost think it's the smaller one because I think going into the store I was like yeah I want the biggest one and then it was like huge and I'm like wait maybe I didn't want the biggest one I wanted the size under that so I think I have the mm it literally is never full you guys that's why I would recommend it because you can hold so much in here it's like the cutest tote bag it wears really well obviously Louis Vuitton is like the best quality like their leather goods are just really nice age really really well um and this one's just really special to me it's my what is a print even called I don't know it's basically like gray and white little checkers I actually think that that gray is like a blue but no one even notices it's like a gray and white blue and white checkers wait actually it's right next to me yeah it kind of looks like bluish gray and white checkers you know the print that I'm talking about and it's just special to me because I think it was my first luxury bag ever I saved up for so long for this bad boy and even though I feel like I use it less now it's still so functional and whenever I do use it I'm like thank gosh I still have this because it's so functional um and it comes with a wristlet bonus and I'm looking at the wristlet right now. It's really big, holds a bunch of stuff. I keep like my passport in my wristlet and yeah, it's honestly so worth it now that I'm thinking about it, that it comes with like a wallet basically in it. So would so recommend and yeah, love the Neverfull. 
Then the next bag that I think is worth it is still from Louis Vuitton is the Horizon suitcase. So again, similar to the Keep All Duffel, it has different sizes. There's a 50, a 55, and a 70. And the prices that go with the 50, then 55, and 70 are as follows. 2800 3250 and then 3900 I know, I know, like absolutely insane. Those suitcase prices are steep. Jeez, they're like really a lot. But I think that just comes with how sturdy they are and how well they're made and how long they're going to last. And honestly, that's why I feel like my suitcase was worth it to me because it is going to outlive me and just like live forever. And like I said before, I especially think they're iconic like brown print I feel like just ages really well and like the keep all duffel for example the crossbody strap like the light leather um I forget what it's called but there's like a phrase for it it gets darker as it ages and I just feel like I don't know like I keep saying they're very like timeless and I love the suitcase I feel like it's so iconic and what I would recommend to you guys is the medium size because the 50 is a carry-on size but so is the 55 and then the 70 you would have to check so I just like would not get that because I would not feel comfortable checking a $4,000 suitcase (laughs) like I feel like that just screams steal me you know I feel like I just would not do that but I think for a carry-on it's like a really good idea and very cute and functional obviously so like I said the smallest is 2800 and then the medium is 3250 but I would do the medium one because it's still a carry-on and in my mind if you're already spending that much money you might as well spend the extra what is it 450 um to have more space in the carry-on or else it's going to be like really mini I think the smallest one is like quite a bit smaller than the medium one so yeah that's what I just use for my carry-on suitcase and I love it And I promise the 55 is still carry-on because I checked and I always use that as a carry-on. Okay, my next bag is the Dior Book Toe. If you guys know, yeah, I mean, you definitely know what that is. Or if you've seen it on my Instagram, I just have the blue one. And I'm really happy I went with the blue. I was going to do the, like, reddish purplish at one point. Um, But, or, like, when I was deciding to get it I think I wanted to do like the red or the purple but then I was like no blue because blue is like the Dior color and I feel like is again like timeless and that's what I try to go for my luxury stuff that's gonna last for a while and be very timeless and you are gonna like throw up in your mouth when I tell you how much it is but I want this to be helpful for you guys and Dior is like a little bit on the pricier side I would say in general especially the book totes so it was $27.50 um I feel like there's some pros and cons about it. It's very stiff, which you may not like. I feel like for holding it, it kind of makes it a little more awkward or uncomfortable. But I like that it's stiff because it stands up on its own. It's so great for travel. Um, the only other thing that I don't like about it is that there's no pockets on the inside. But I just put my little little pouches and bags in there and it's okay to like organize stuff. And it fits so much, you guys, for travel. It's amazing. And I'll bring that as like a carry-on too. And it just fits so much. So... The next bag is the St. Laurent Monogram Chain Wallet. I don't know if that's what mine is or if it's the Envelope Chain Wallet. I looked up the different names and the Monogram Chain Wallet is $15.50. The Envelope Chain Wallet is $13.50. I'm not sure which one mine is. It probably is the smaller of the two. I feel like mine's pretty small, but it's just black. It's like such a good, simple little classic black bag that I feel like I'm always grabbing. And I love the gold hardware. I feel like... 
it's very timeless again as I'm saying and classy and I was going to do the silver but I'm happy I did the gold I feel like I'm really into gold now and see like I was saying earlier this was purchased in Florence in Italy so it's something that's so special to me and will always remind me of Florence and yeah I just really love that little black bag and like I said I just feel like these material things can tie me to these experiences and trips which I just love Okay, guys, can we be honest right now? <laughs> I just went to yoga in the middle of recording this. I guess my, um, what's it called? Time management skills just flew out the door today. I don't know. Normally, I give myself plenty of time to record podcasts, and I don't know what went wrong. I guess I didn't calculate the time well enough in my head, and I wasn't going to say anything and just going to edit it perfectly, and then I was like, let's be honest and real. You guys know I'm just so... I'm an open book always and I feel like in my podcast even more since I just get to talk 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 and like explain everything overly so yeah I'm back from hot yoga and let's continue with the bags <laughs> so the next bag I have on here this is the last bag I wasn't even going to include this but then like I don't regret this at all and I feel like it is one of the best decisions of bags I've made um and definitely a luxury purchase that was worth it and that is my Chanel boy bag and the reason I think that this is such a good purchase is because it's definitely like an investment piece and I remember kind of freaking out in the vlog where I bought it and I don't know how to explain it because I feel like it was a very spontaneous purchase but also wasn't in a way um and basically the comments were just like oh, well, your spontaneous purchase was actually really smart. It's a really good investment piece, like Chanel bags. Don't lose value. If anything, they gain value kind of thing, um, I guess as long as I take care of it. But yeah, it's just a bag that I am so obsessed with. I feel like I've seen Chanel as such like a classic, um, timeless. I keep saying that about everything, but especially Chanel, um, like a very classic, timeless timeless brand for so long and their boy bags obviously I feel like are one of their most like popular styles of bags and I feel like I've just seen them all over Instagram and think they're like so elegant I think they're the perfect size I love how versatile they are I like that you can hold them up high on your shoulder or um I don't know how to describe it I'm like picturing how I do it or you can like pull out the strap and then it's just long and you can make it crossbody or you can just have it long like on one side of your arm like on that same hip <laughs> why am I so bad at explaining everything but I like that you can also like double up the strap and just make it like shorter too and I wear it all three ways I just love this bag so much it makes me so happy it brings me so much joy and even though it's a little spontaneous definitely a purchase that was worth it um I'm just so obsessed with her and this is the reason that it wasn't spontaneous so basically I realized I had accumulated a lot of black bags and I'm like I really want a neutral like maybe tan beige bag but for during the day um well that's why I wanted it to be neutral like tan beige so that I could wear it during the day because I felt like black bags during the day like weren't really me unless I was like wearing all black I don't know you know what I mean so I wanted like a neutrally tan bag and when I started my search I was looking on like every like I guess luxury designer website you could say just because I wanted a really nice one that again would be like quality and just last for a while and I wasn't obsessed with any of the colors I was finding I could find like a similar or uh, like a design that I liked or a size that I liked I really like 
towards like smaller sizes of bags as long as it can fit like my vlog camera or my phone I'm good I don't like bags that are too big or anything unless it's like the Dior book tote which is really big for like travel obviously I have my laptop and everything in there but like day to day if I'm going out and about I'm not going to be bringing my laptop with me so I find that I normally use smaller bags um but again big enough to hold like my vlog camera my phone so yeah I just really wasn't finding a color that I liked on like YSL or I never know to say YSL or Saint Laurent or Chanel or what have you so basically I knew that I wanted this kind of bag but not the specific one so this is so random you guys if you saw my vlog when I got her what did we name her I think we named her CC Chanel bag <laughs> and of all places, I found her in a Club Monaco. I had never been to a Club Monaco before. I've seen them in malls and stuff. And the one right here in Boston, the Prudential Center, I don't think I ever went into. But it was basically the day that me and Max did, like, the shopping challenge for, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. We, like, shopped for each other. And it was really fun. And I went in there because I had, like, a little bit of my budget left. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can, like, find a belt in here because he wanted a black belt. And I actually found the most perfect one there. And he loves it. And it worked out really well. But anyway, I'm checking out. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this glass case of like vintage designer handbags and I'm like is that the most perfect color like neutrally beige boy bag staring into my soul and I'm checking out and I was like sis what is that bag over there like it's looking me in the face and <laughs> she was like oh yeah like at all our locations we have like different vintage designer handbags da, da, da. like this one is like so iconic so cute I think it's from 2013 and if you guys didn't know um Chanel never repeats colors so this color is like so perfect and I feel like exactly what I was looking for it's very like neutrally beige but not too warm toned I feel like all the ones that I was seeing that were like currently being sold were very like warm toned and this is more cool toned almost like a little pinky and it has this gorgeous pewter hardware which I feel like is really unique and I just like could not say no it was so perfect I just love her so much I love that she's vintage I love that you don't like see her around that much I haven't seen another exact one is her at all I like talk about her she's a person but she literally is she's definitely my most expensive bag um I know I've been saying the prices but I honestly don't even remember the exact price of this because I know how much the boy bags are now at Chanel I want to say they're in like the 6,000 range I know it's like crazy but um I feel like Arlen Moore type a little bit over here I remember like maybe three years ago I was seeing the black boy bag everywhere with like the gold hardware and I remember I took a picture from Google Images and I put it on my desktop and I would just look at it every day because I thought it was so beautiful and I was like one day I'm gonna be able to afford this like I just love it so much I remember I think the first person I saw had it was Romy um the Victoria's Secret model and I was like that bag is so elegant and so I just love it and instead I found this like neutrally one that was vintage and it just makes me so happy. Um, it was actually never like owned before. It was just worn on runways. So it never had like an owner. Um, but there might have been some like not I don't even think there was any wear when I bought it. It still looked new. But yeah, in case you're wondering, because I was like, wait, if this is like vintage, like did someone like have it before me? I don't know. Um, but that was just the deal with my Chanel bag. Totally out of left field. Did not see that coming, was not planning on purchasing it that day. But like I said earlier, when you know, you know, and I knew when I put her on and was holding her, I was like, Max, like, I can't take it off. Like, I need it. And since it was vintage 
and at Club Monaco, I forget, maybe there was some, like, discount going on or something, basically, it was cheaper than, like, any boy bag I'd be able to get now, even though it was still really expensive, so I was, like, okay, this is so worth it, and, yeah, I just feel like if you are in the market for maybe a Chanel bag or just like a really nice timeless one that's going to last for so long and you like know how to take care of it and everything the Chanel boy bags you can't go wrong it's the perfect size I know I've just been talking about this one forever but it was just the exact color I was thinking in my head and Cece I love you I'm happy I've been wearing her more I remember there was a period of time where I got scared and I like wouldn't even wear her because I was so scared that I would get her dirty and like get food on it or like dirt or like rain or something because there's like you know the different types of leather this is almost like a suede-ish suede type feeling leather it's like a really soft I forget when I brought it into the Chanel store and I was like oh could I like get it cleaned or something there's like they were like there's like no way you can like clean that type I, they told me what type of leather it is but anyway just something to think about when you're buying like luxury items there's leather that's like a lot easier to clean a lot more hard like my YSL um what did I call it the envelope chain wallet that one's like a lot more hard and I can wipe stuff off e easily but if I got something on the Chanel boy bag it would be toast especially since it's like a light color so I have to be so careful all right Next category, shoes. So I talked about these booties in my best and worst purchases video. Um, so you might already know, but my Christian Louboutin, I don't know how to say the name, Bergida, Bergida booties are the most amazing booties like I could cry thinking about them they might be my most favorite luxury purchase out of everything I've ever bought that it's like a big statement to make but they make my heart so happy like I I'm leaning back right now and I can see them in my closet and I just love them. I had been thinking about investing in a pair of Christian Louboutin like booties because I love wearing just black simple booties for like literally all the time like all day every day like I would march around in those every single day if I could and these ones in specific why they are such a good purchase is because they are so comfortable which I'm shocked um I talked about in my words in best purchases video too how my other Christian Louboutin heels are extremely uncomfortable and definitely a worse purchase even though obviously those are very like timeless too I feel like and so iconic um I'll wear them knowing that my feet will be like literally bleeding but the booties on the other hand are so uncomfortable maybe they just broken really well on my feet I don't know I could literally walk a mile in them and I'm just so obsessed with them my only complaint about complain my only complaint about Christian Louboutin shoes is the red bottom wears off so easily you guys the red bottoms on both of mine are like completely worn off I know I've been talking about it for so long but I really need to get them like resurfaced or resold I guess at the right cobbler of course because I know there's like horror stories of like cobblers that don't know about them like messing them up so yeah I think I've just been scared but I need to like dive in and actually do that because they're falling apart and I think my tip for you guys and if I get another pair one day would be to get like a clear coating over the original red bottom um so that you just keep them nice instead of letting them get ruined and then having to fix them after so <laughs> yeah and another thing I found interesting you guys when I looked these up oh do you want to know the price if you didn't watch that video they're $1,195. I know it's crazy. It's a lot of money, but I can't even tell you how happy these make me. Like, I just love them so much, and I've, oh, I've worn them. 
like a million times already and I just got them in like November maybe I wear them to all of Max's hockey games I just love them I feel so confident in them I feel like so me I don't know how to describe it and if you guys haven't seen them they just have a zipper like across the front of both of the boots diagonally and I just thought it was like a little twist like a little something unique on plain black booties so they're just like my favorite thing ever and I was interesting when I looked these up for you guys is they're the Brigida however you say it booties and then it says 100 centimeters and I was thinking I wonder how tall they are because low-key I feel like they're tall but they're not hard to walk in so I put that I said like what's 100 centimeters in inches because I don't know I like put it into google and it said that it means 3.9 inches. Like, I'm so shocked that these are basically 4-inch booties. But I would never know because they're, like, not that hard to walk in at all. I think they have the tiniest platform, so that probably helps. But I'm so shocked that they are essentially 4-inch booties because I never knew that. I feel like they don't even look that high. Um, and I just love them. Okay, next pair of shoes because I literally could talk about those ones all day long. Next pair of shoes are my Christian Dior high top oblique sneakers. Um, these you guys probably have seen like all over Instagram. I feel like they're also very like iconic. I'm like saying everything's iconic. <laughs> but um, these I really, really like and I would definitely recommend. And I think they're super cute. They are $1,100. But you definitely have to break them in slash wear high socks with them. I feel like mine aren't even that broken in. I just have to wear high socks because I learned the hard way. They will cut up your ankles and you'll bleed. Like I literally have bled. So you're probably like Gretchen, why are you saying that you like them? Because I feel like you just got to wear the high socks or break them in. I know I was talking to Maggie because she has them. I think she's just broken them in enough and now they're good. Um, and I just think they're that cute that I think they're worth it and just know wear high socks. Um, I wanted the white ones. If you guys have seen mine, I have the all white instead of the white with gray. Like, I feel like most people get the white with the gray, but I wanted the white to be a little different and to be a little more low key. Since they're all white, you barely even notice like the Dior print. And yeah, I just feel like they're really simple. Like it's like a simple take on like a white high why why on a white high top Converse looking sneaker. So. I like them. They're definitely okay with the high socks as opposed to these St. Laurent sneakers I have that I still not cannot wear, you guys. They are like these glitter, wonderful, high top white St. Laurent sneakers and I cannot wear them. They rip apart my feet. They like rip them to shreds. They feel like rocks. They're so stiff and my friend Natalie has them too and I guess she's just like worn them in enough and they're good but I like cannot for the life of me wear them. Like I've tried and I would like walk over to Newberry and I'd buy a new pair of shoes on Newberry. I'm not even kidding because that's how uncomfortable I would be. So in comparison, the Christian Dior ones are okay. And also on the other end of the spectrum from that are my Golden Goose sneakers. Extremely comfortable, you guys. So comfortable. I thought about these Golden Goose sneakers for a while because I feel like I've heard like mixed reviews. Some people were like, these are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Some people say they're not that comfortable. I'm telling you, they are the most comfortable shoes. I feel like I never had to break them in. And honestly, this is gross, but I feel like I can wear them with socks, without socks. <laughs> and even without socks, they don't like rip apart my feet. Normally, I'm wearing socks, though. I guess just if I'm lazy, I don't. Um, and these are usually around $500. I want to say I had to buy mine pretty sure on the real real because the color I wanted just with like a it, they're very simple white just with like a gold star on the side. I feel like I couldn't find in stock in my size like anywhere they're being sold. So I think I found them on the real real. Um, 
obviously you're only going to be into these if you're into the distressed look because if you know golden goose they come like kind of worn and distressed looking already but i'm telling you they are so comfortable they're so cute i feel like they go with so many outfits like with jeans leggings whatever have you but also like dresses and skirts with golden goose i think are so cute golden geese golden <laughs> i don't know the plural but i just love them funny story about them when my mom saw me wearing them i think she was even like wow i can tell like she's like those look like 20 dollars and old but i bet they're like a lot more than that and i was like oh yeah try 500 she was like gretchen what the heck so they definitely look more chill but i like that like i like that they come distressed that's very like the brand golden goose so anyway last pair of shoes are my christian dior i like love dior like bougie me i feel like my soul is just Christian Dior. Anyway, um, my Christian Dior pink and green, I think they're called the D-Way slide like sandals. And I want to say they're called like kaleidoscope too in there somewhere in the title maybe because the bottom of them, if you've seen them, oh, these are the most perfect sandals. I like hunted them down for so long, but the bottom, like the sole of them, but not on the bottom, like on the top, like what you can see my god do you know what i'm saying that you're like looking at is this really pretty like almost tie-dye kaleidoscope print <laughs> does that make sense and then the part that goes like over your toes says christian dior in kind of like a striped like pink and green pattern it sounds weird but if you've like seen them or seen them on my instagram or whatever you know they're like my favorite sandals ever max calls them my slides and i'm like no they're not slides slide sounds like rubber adidas slides these are like beautiful like elegant sandals i just love them so i want to say retail these are like 690 dollars um and I, like i said i went on a wild goose chase for these because i think i got them towards the end of the season they were in so i my size was like out of stock everywhere and basically, I ended up lucking out with calling all these different, <laughs> I'm so crazy. Like, if I get my mindset on something that I need, like, a certain item, I will find it. So, I called all these sacks, all the different locations of sacks. And I found a sacks in, like, maybe Tampa, Florida, that had these sandals that I wanted in my size. And they let me buy them and they sent them to me and I'm so grateful because they're my favorite ever and I love them so much. I have something to note that I wrote down about these is that I went up a size or two and I'm glad I did. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you guys wouldn't need to if you got these because um, I definitely have wide feet. So I feel like I just need to go up a size or two for it to fit like the width of my feet or I wouldn't be able to slide my foot in there. But yeah, I just thought I would note that. All right next category guys i thought this would be a short podcast this is a long podcast next category is sunglasses and i only have two in here i think i only have am i forgetting a pair of sunglasses that i like love i don't think so i think these are the only two so i got tom ford sunglasses last summer they were 445 dollars i know that's like crazy for sunglasses but i love them they're like the most perfect big black like chunky sunglasses like cover your whole face and i have a big head so i need to like extra big sunglasses and i just love these so much i couldn't find the style name of them i don't even know what they're called but if i can link this in like the show notes is that what it's called the description of this podcast i will if i can link like anything I guess I will try, <laughs> but yeah, like obviously my Chanel bag won't be able to link. It was like a vintage one from forever ago, so yeah, I just really like them. They're big, chunky black ones, and then the next pair of sunglasses that are definitely a good luxury purchase that was worth it would be my Louis Vuitton sunglasses. They are $410, and I forget what these were called. 
as well, but I'm pretty sure that I found the ones, so that's why I think they're $410, and they're just brown, so they're basically similar style to the Tom Ford ones, except a little less chunky, a little more sleek and, like, thin, and they're brown, so I wanted, like, a really good brown pair and a really good black pair, and I love both of them. Next category is jewelry. I almost, like, forgot about jewelry, and I was like, wait, that's definitely a huge luxury, you know, category, and... I guess I'll just get this out of the way. My Cartier love bracelet. I'm not even going to tell. If you want to look up how expensive it is, I'm sure you already know. If you're this far into the podcast, you must be into luxury somehow. But they are insanely expensive. But it's something that I think, again, I say this about everything, it's so timeless. Like I'm looking at it right now on my wrist and it's just like an all gold, I guess bangle you would call it, just bracelet that like locks onto your arm. And yeah, I feel like, of all gold bracelet just could never go out of style and it's something this specifically is so special and just so meaningful to me um I got it in Paris the first time I was it the first time I was there no it was the second time I visited I visited once when Lucy was abroad and then I visited at the end of her abroad with my mother and Cartier their flagship store is actually on the Champs-Élysées in Paris and we went in and I'm like oh my gosh this is literally where Cartier started this is so cool it's like the most beautiful store and I'm like you know I'm gonna just try on the love bracelet so I'm gonna know my size one day when I'm able to get one and I tried it on and I was like oh my gosh I can't take it off it was like the same as the Chanel bag and I'm like I just love it so much I just love the way it looks I love how simple and like dainty it is and it's just so special and honestly I feel like could mean so many things but always brings me back to my trip in Paris with my mom and my sister and it just reminds me like how magical Paris is I know everyone says it's like the city of love but it really is and I just have the best time when I'm there like I don't know how to describe it I feel like when I'm in Paris I'm so present and this obviously just reminds me of the love for my family but also the love for myself that might sound weird but the fact that I was like okay this might be a stretch for me to buy this right now but I did it and I was just like so proud of myself in that moment that I was I guess financially in the place that I could afford it for myself and I was just like wow I love me and I'm so happy that I have found the love in myself that I can buy a love bracelet for myself and don't feel like I need it as a gift from someone else like I yeah I guess it's a symbol of like the love for my family my love for travel my amazing memories in Paris and the love for myself so this bracelet is like obviously so special to to me and something I would hope to give to like my daughter someday I feel like that's about all my luxury things unless I like wear out my um Christian Louboutin foodies way too much or the Christian Dior <laughs> slides like I get holes in them because I wear them so much but like the love bracelet is something that I obviously know I'll be able to hand down and then the next two things I guess would be the Cartier love wedding bands I think the two that I have are the wedding bands because they're skinnier and so I guess they're cheaper than like the thicker ones which is good but I know a lot of people like the thicker ones too I don't know why I never went with the thicker ones I think I just like the look of the stacked ones and I like the two skinny ones stacked together so I have a gold and a white gold and again very timeless very like chic and simple and I wear them every day and in between I wear a just really thin diamond band that oh I was gonna say I got it from Jared Jewelers but I actually didn't the one in between I got from like Macy's randomly but I knew I just wanted like a gold band that was really thin with diamonds so I just found one at Macy's and then on my ring finger I wear 
a also very skinny it's like looks the same gold band with um just little diamonds and that's from jared so i obviously would think of those as like luxury purchases just because they're like gold bands with diamonds and obviously will last like forever really good quality and i just love how they look and then i guess i'm just moving along my hands and on my pointer finger on my right hand i have my tiffany tea ring i think is what it's called and i think i have the do i have sterling silver or white gold i don't know all i know is it's like the silver color and this also so special to me i got it when I was in Paris, I think the first time when I just visited Lucy, and it's something that I always looked at, and will, again, always remind me of that Tiffany on the Champs-Élysées, and I really love it. And then, what do you call your ring finger, but on the other hand? So not your ring finger, but on your right hand. I don't know what you even call that finger. Not your index finger. Is it your index finger? I don't freaking know. But I guess, I don't know if I would call these luxury, but I guess it, we're talking about jewelry, so I might as well say it. I wear all, the, I have four rings stacked on that finger, and they're just really skinny, like, stackable rings. There's, like, a plain band and two kind of, like, twisty ones, and then on top, I have a tiny little initial one that has an M for Max, <laughs> and I just love them, and they're all gold, all those, so I guess those, like, technically are luxury, but, or rate. I know I've done videos of them in the past, but I just love them so much because they have really affordable gold jewelry and it's like all gold and just, I guess, without the designer price tacked on from like all these other things I've talked about. So yeah, and then the earrings I wear, my like two little hoops and my two holes in my ears, I wear every day and those are from Orate as well. One is like a kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a bigger hoop that has kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, like ripples, like, like dents in it, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it in my videos, and then in the second hole, I have tiny little gold huggies is what they're called, so those I definitely think are worth it just to me because I wear them every day, and I really like my jewelry and think it's really dainty and me and just like elegant, so yeah, Okay, last like official category that I guess I have. I don't know if this is weird to say, but I would say obviously there are definitely like luxury cars and like a market with luxury cars. So yeah, if you guys don't know, I have a BMW X3. This is so weird. Like I feel like I'm bragging, but I'm literally just trying to like give advice and like help you. And if you like, if you're interested in a BMW X3, yes, I would recommend. Yes, I really like it. Um, her name's Coco, if you didn't know that. And she's just the sweetest little car. She's white with a tan interior. I honestly, the way I found out that I wanted a BMW X3 is because you guys know my best friend Taylor, my roommate, her mom had a BMW X5 and I like drove around once and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this car? I literally love it. I love the way it drives. I love the inside. I love how it looks. Like I just love that car. And then I was like, wait, I don't need an X5. I don't need like another row. I don't have like a family. So I just got an X3 and I love the white with the tan interior. Everyone said that it matched me because, well, probably because I always like cake up my face with bronzer and have blonde hair. So tan and like the blonde, I don't know. But I just love Coco so much. And I think there's definitely a time and a place, I guess, for a luxury car. I'm really happy that I bought her so that I can have her for a while. I feel like it 
generally speaking buying is just like a better investment than like leasing because leasing it's not even technically yours I guess and you're just always gonna be paying every month whereas I'm almost done paying off Coco and then she'll just be mine and I won't have to pay every month anymore which will be great so yeah oh in case you're wondering I did finance it yeah so that's why I'm still paying for it but (laughs) yeah I just thought that would be the best idea to help build up my credit score yada yada so love the BMW although I will say Coco, don't listen. She's going to be mad at me for saying this. I will say that I think the Audis like feel better when you're driving because whenever I drive Max's Audi, I'm like, oh, I just love his car. We named his car Stella. Stella is like the best car. And I think Stella is a year older than Coco, but you would never know because I always say driving an Audi, Audi feels like pudding. Like my next car may just need to be an Audi or like a Tesla or something. I don't know. We'll see. But I guess that's the last category I have. And then... If you didn't realize, I'm pretty much omitting clothes because any designer clothes I have, I think, are honestly probably a pretty bad purchase because I don't wear them as much. Like, I'm honestly right now pretty much just thinking of my Gucci sweatshirt. It was insanely expensive, and I'm so afraid to wear it that I'm going to, like, get anything on it, so I really don't wear it that much. Yeah, probably a bad purchase. Um, And then, like, makeup, I feel like I don't really have any Tom Ford or Dior. Those are kind of the brands that stick out to me that have... Uh, like designer brands that have makeup I actually have this one random like Chanel foundation that I love I haven't seen it in a while or used it maybe I lost it I don't even know and I also loved their they had like a cream bronzer that I used for a while but recently I like rediscovered it in my drawers and I was like wow I probably got this in like the ninth grade so I tossed it because it was just so old and I was like this is definitely not good to be like putting on my face anymore but I remember I really did like that um you guys probably know what I'm talking about it's like their iconic like cream bronzer I feel like everybody loves and then randomly right now I Love this Burberry highlighter I that I still use. I, I think it got randomly sent to me in a PR package like a year or two ago. And it's still going strong. I don't even know what the name of it or the color of it is. But it's just like the perfect champagne-y highlighter. It looks a lot like that one kind from Sephora that everybody uses that I always use. What is it called? Oh, Becca. Becca. It kind of just looks like that. So I just have it. So I've been using it. But yeah, I feel like clothes and makeup, I don't really know about luxury because I just don't really have it or use it. And then like miscellaneous, I guess, that I just put down was my Barefoot Dreams blanket. Oh my gosh. I literally don't know if I've talked about it in a YouTube video. I feel like I've tried to make it a point to talk about it in a YouTube video so many times and I don't know if I have. But it makes me so happy and so cozy and zen and warm and it's so cute on my bed right now. Oh my gosh, I wish you could feel it. It's so plush and I have this like cream colored one with like a tan cheetah print. Oh my gosh, I love it. Like right before Christmas I ordered it, it was out of stock everywhere and I could only find it on Amazon for literally $200. I know you're probably screaming. It's crazy. Definitely like a luxury blanket, but I love it so much and honestly think it's worth it and you keep your blankies like forever you know well I guess not forever until they like get gross but I feel like this one will last so long because it's such a good quality you know and then these I don't know if I would technically say they're luxury but I was just I feel like I've been thinking recently how I've like streamlined my life and (laughs) it sounds weird into like the categories that I use on a day-to-day basis I found things that I really love for example toothbrush I feel like all toothbrushes are kind of same, whatever, but my Quip toothbrush, I feel like, is just kind of stands above all the rest, and 
I love the design of it. It's so functional. The little case also goes on your mirror. I love that it's just on my mirror like it sticks on any mirror. I love that I can just rip it off, put it on top, and it's like a cover for my toothbrush when I'm traveling. I like that it's electric but really thin. I just love everything about it, and it's a little more expensive. It was probably like $40 when I bought it at Target, but I just feel like investing in things that are like really nice that I use on a day-to-day basis are is something that's worth it. And then I guess, I don't know if you would call these like luxury hair ties, but I just put down my slip silk hair ties. I don't even know how much those are. You just, they come in like a pack from Sephora. They're probably not too bad. Definitely crazy expensive for like hair ties, but they're really cute. I like them on my wrist. They almost look like a little bracelet. So as like a bracelet, they're, I guess they're cheap, right? But in your hair, they don't pull your hair. They don't leave creases. They're just like really good quality hair ties. So yeah. I guess you could call those luxury hair ties. Then I put down, is this a luxury robe? I don't know. Would you say Ugg is like a luxury brand? I guess maybe in a way because that robe was probably like $90, $100. I don't know, but it's so like plush and warm. I got it in Hawaii, if you guys remember, like randomly because there's an Ugg store there and I was like, wow, I need this robe. So love that robe. Um, And then the last thing I put down, are you ready to laugh? If you made it this far, you need a good laugh anyway. This is like, a long time coming so I put down could you say luxury alcohol is a thing like I guess like the more expensive alcohols I love my Ciroc if I'm being honest and I love Vuv Clico. I remember people saying that it's really pronounced Vuv but then I saw comments and they were like no you were right it's Vuv so I think it is Vuv I've always said Vuv especially the Vuv Rosé is like amazing you guys and yeah I think that's it for my advice on luxury purchases that I think were worth it. Sorry, this was like long-winded. I thought this was going to be quick. No, it was not quick. It took a while, but if you made it to the end, I love you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening, and I'll catch you next week. Bye!